0: welcome back everybody how's it going
1: what's going on with you
0: that's all missions of the reservation here um
2: what you got over there
0: what do you got over there tyler oh, i'm just looks like you're peeping,
2: peeping a story that was sent into to chris and so i was just kind of proofreading that he was asking me about that one so yeah go ahead and read oh, it we're go we yeah. just gonna jump right in is it yeah. a listener story? Uh, yeah, listener story. I'm, man, we're not even checking the water for depth. We're just diving in head first. We're trying know. to keep you uh, on task, Tyler. I, nah. I hope y'all don't break Your my hand neck. all on over this the
0: one. phone and looking at me, and I was like, what do you <laughs> <what laughs> got going on over there? Yeah, he I thought know. I was
2: watching Bigfoot's Wild Weekend without him over here. So <laughs> It says. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't see the screen. It's uh, I I, for a, it's a reason that <laughs> secret screen. <laughs> Chris or put that ended medicine on it. You don't want anybody seeing what he's looking at
1: actually this is the second cell phone actually yeah yeah. (laughs)
2: second cell phone no this is a uh well first of all i want to say what a uh what i was going to say like a uh man we had a lot of feedback on the lp episode and um i was kind of unprepared for that and we had a lot of people send in listener stories And this is one of the uh, listener stories that was sent to us. Um, Should I give the name? Yeah, go ahead. It just says uh, Jenna Meek. Um, Yeah. And it says that this happened when her son, um, when he was one or two um, years old, he's 22 years old now, but she says, um, we had lived with my grandma at the time and we knew that there were little people in the woods um, across the road. And my son was super sensitive to certain things. And she said, I made it a point to stay close when he was outside. uh, Because he was always trying to go across the road behind the neighbor's house. And one night we were watching TV. And all of a sudden, my son starts saying, Mom, I need to go outside. And I say, for what? And he says, my friends are out there. And she looks over to the grandma and then back at him. And uh, she says, no one is outside. And he says, yes, there are. there are. My friends are out there, and he wa- they want me out there, too. And she says, I say no. My grandma told me you better not take him outside for any reason. My son then proceeded to cry and practically threw a fit to go outside, and he cried himself to sleep that night. My grandma said that you better stay up and watch him to make sure he doesn't go outside And then she says we should take some turns watching him. Neither one of us slept that night. um, But she said that she did not take him to get doctored at the time because... um she didn't trust anyone around her son, so that's a that's a good story there. Um, you know, I, I had I told a similar story that I actually got in trouble for telling at school. <laughs> um, this happened probably back in 1975, and this um, has to do with LPs taking children. Um, but this happened um, on some land a little bit south of Eufala. And there was a young mother and her daughter were going to collect pecans. Uh, And I had said, you know, um, you know, native people are responsible for most of the North America's food. You know, um, we were talking kind of off air about, you know, where, where do you think we got all these, this knowledge from about what plants to eat and what roots to dig for? And, you know, um, things that were safe, you know, that came from somewhere. It wasn't like you would just stumble across a yam in the ground and think, oh, I'm going to eat that. You know what I mean? So, um, but long story short, um, uh, pecans are big upon big in native communities, especially around here. Um, and so this mother has, was wanted to go collect cons on some land, um, from this old man. And the old man told her, you know, yeah, you just go down this old dirt road, you know, about a mile, and uh, the pecan trees are just on the other side of the cattle guard there. And so she took off down this old bumpy dirt road with her daughter, who was about two at the time, in the front seat. And, uh, of course, this is back in 75. You know, nothing was built up like it is now. I mean, she said they're basically out in the middle of nowhere. And she got to the to the cattle gate and, um, you know, opened, jumped out of the car left her two-year-old daughter in the front seat because that's what you did at the time because there weren't no car seats back then you just rode Mm. shotgun in your parents car and then opened the cattle gate and then got back in the car drove through the cattle gate then she's going to jump back out to shut the cattle gate um and then she went back to shut the cattle gate and when she went to get back into the car the little girl was gone she disappeared and Mm. she said that um you know at first she just is like huh like where'd she go? She didn't really think much about it um, because we weren't so like, well, I'm trying to say like overly like scared about things like that back in the seventies. And um, she said that she called out for her, her little girl. She called out her name and she said that all she could hear at that time was just kind of like the wind blowing in the trees. And she heard like chattering Mm. squirrels sound like Charles squirrels chattering. And so Mm. she said, um, well, maybe she, you know, got out of the car and so she walked around the side of the car fully expecting to see that little 2-year-old girl, you know, just like maybe out in the pasture or something. Walked around the side of the pasture, little girl's not there, gone. And mm. she's like, oh, "Okay. Well, maybe this is like a game, you know, maybe she's just hiding from me." Opened the passenger side door and you know, looked in the back seat, nothing. Looked in the trunk, nothing. This woman got down on her hands and knees, looked under the car. And that little girl was just disappeared. And of course, at this point, you know, mom is freaking out because she's like, where could she have gone? I was only gone for like 30 seconds, mm. like, you know, just long enough to go shut a cattle gate. Mm. And she said, you know, she started to panic. And, um, you know, when you start to panic like that, your brain doesn't think logically or function right, you know. So her first reaction was she's going to run to get help, even though. The car was right there, you know, mm. but you're just not thinking right. And she said she turned around to run back to that old man's house, and um, almost like knocked into her daughter. Her little daughter was standing right there with her arms up like that, you know, um, reaching out for her. And of course, mm. when she saw her daughter, she you know got down, and, like scooped her up, and you know, are you okay? Like what happened to you? You know, like oh my gosh, like you scared me to death. I'll never do that again. Like. You know where? What happened? Where did you go? And then she the, said the little girl pointed up into the, the the trees up there, and the mom looked up into the trees, and up there within the uh, pecan tree were squirrel holes, but she didn't see any squirrels. And that's mm. what they say, you know, when you you hear squirrels but you don't see them, that's that's the little people, mm. and they're talking, they're talking, mm. and so um, she put the little girl back in the in the car and drove back down to tell the old man what happened. So the old man just laughed like, yeah, said, I think the little people were pulling a trick on you, you know, mm. um, taking your daughter. They said that they know, know when you got scared that their trick was done, that they put her back, you know, cause you got too scared. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, that was a story that I was told, you know, happened back in 75. And, um, it was kind of funny cause I teach school and it was around Halloween time and I I told the, the kids, you know, I'm going to tell you a scary Indian story, a real true Native American, you know, ghost story. And boy, all them kids were like, oh, you can't tell me a story. It's going to scare me, you know. But I told them that story. And then let me tell you, all them kids got scared. I got calls. <laughs>
0: yeah. My principal
2: said, Mr. Randall, you can't be telling those stories like that. Yeah. I got, I got parents calling me, telling man. me you scared their kid. I was like, alright, no more, no more stories. So. <laughs>
3: I, uh, thought, wanna- I thought I saw you on Channel 2 News. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: today yeah, at Glenpool like, School. <laughs> so. I was telling them, you're like, nah, man, uh, you want to... <laughs> You want those stories now? You're gonna have to pay for them. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, tell them to go to the podcast. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you have to sure those. Yeah. I,
3: I want to thank that uh, Gina Meek for her story. I appreciate you sending that in to us. And again, I hope we did you justice. Yeah, that
2: was a good one. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> it's
4: Donnell Barlow, and I am an enrolled tribal member of the Ottawa Tribe Otter Clan, and I am also Yurok this story is about my first encounter with a shadow person Mm. and for me um it was the most profound and the one that has the strongest image uh because of the detail that I saw that night and so this happened when I was seven years old um my parents were finally able to afford to build their their home their own dream home on some land and uh I didn't know at the time that my mother was um, critically ill. I was told she wasn't well, but I didn't know that um, she had a terminal diagnosis with pancreatic cancer. So um, we ended up moving into the house and my parents' bedroom was down a long hallway and then my bedroom. Um, had another bedroom that was about, it was diagonal from it. And when both of the doors were open, you could see into that room. And so one night I remember getting startled and just waking up in the middle of the night, just, you know, wide awake. And I just happened to look into that other room and I saw a black figure and it was completely, very very detailed i could see the head i could see the shoulders the body um and what i thought was a man you know i thought it was a man that was in the house or something and this figure i saw it creep around the bed and maneuver around the other side of the bed in that room and then stand up and start walking towards me to come out of that room and across the hall. And I just, I was petrified. I screamed to the top of my lungs and I jumped out of bed and I slammed that door and I just screamed for my parents. And, uh, and so I woke them up and, uh, they eventually let me, um, come into their room. And I remember just being so terrified to come out of that bedroom, but I did. And I just, as fast as my legs could could run I ran down that hallway into their care but I'll never forget because that figure was just you know I saw just all the detail in that figure and it was so clear it wasn't out of the corner of my eye I saw it dead on and uh my mom passed you know probably about six months after that um and I don't know if there was a connection there but I definitely was meant to see that figure because I woke up to see that figure just before it came in. Um, I had another instance with a spirit, uh, before I've actually had a few, but this one was before my father had passed away about six year, five, six years ago. Um, and so he had gone into the hospital and they had said, you know, he has this much time, you know, and just get ready to prepare um, because he was having um, a lot of heart conditions and they could no longer operate on him. And I came home and I was just weeping and I was just so upset and trying to prepare. But I thought I, you know, still had a little bit of time. And I felt in that moment, I felt a touch, And I knew that it was my mother. And so she touched my hand. And then I felt that sensation all the way up my shoulder. And so I knew in that moment who it was. And I also knew that it was going to happen pretty much right away. And my dad didn't end up passing away the next morning, which they weren't expecting. But I knew that she came that time. To just to prepare me and to comfort me and uh, and to let me know that he was ready. Thank you for listening to my story.
3: <clears throat> I wanted to thank Miss Barlow for another great story that she sent in. I think that was a definitely an awesome one. You know, I know on this uh, topic of this episode, we're going to be talking about or discussing weeping spirits. You know, and I know many tribes have different stories, uh, different versions, you know, of of these weeping spirits. And uh, they also have, what do you call it, real deep meaning for a lot of native tribes. You know, uh, um, these spirits that, you know, we're talking about tonight, you know, they have different aspects of them. In different categories of them so it can be kind of confusing a little bit but you know we're gonna to try to do our very best you know again if there's something we leave out or, or forget to mention we apologize right up front you know and uh, you know the first thing that in this story that miss Barlow you know is, is talking she had two stories and you know some way somehow something kind of came and notified her about someone going to pass. And that's kind of the, 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 I don't know how you say, the prominent story of these weeping spirits. You know, not only, you know, will they make you sad, but, you know, they're going to take somebody, you know. And some of these <clears throat> elements, you know, they talk about, they hear, you know, a woman crying, you know, real uncontrollable cry, real heartache cry. And you know, a lot of tribes they'll say those are those weeping spirits. They're telling you that someone's going to pass, or you know, for example, like in Mrs. Barlow's uh, second story, it was someone that was familiar to her. You know, letting her know that that this spirit, you know, is notifying them that you know her father's going to pass. You know, and, and in Creek Country, you'll hear you know, a lot of stories like that, they'll hear something crying, you know, out, out outside their home or in the room with them, you know, and they'll automatically say, okay, you know, someone's going to pass. What do I need to do? You know, those old timers would tell you <clears throat> when you encountered these weeping spirits or this form of weeping spirit, you know, um, that You know, you are to notify your close loved ones, you know, or to check on them, you know, one to make sure that's not them. And if you get them notification in time, you might break the spell or break the track. So maybe that person that was supposed to pass may not pass at that time. You know, that's kind of what they would say. So, you know, you encountered one of these or you heard one of these, you know, you were to go and, and check on, you know, your, your close loved ones, no matter how far away they might be, might just be a phone call that you need to do. And I know nowadays everybody likes to text. So, you know, that's, that's something that I would, you know, tell my people, you know, my, my loved ones, you know, I, I heard this or. You know, I felt this or I saw this, you know, because sometimes it doesn't always come with sound. You know, you might hear it, you know, or you'll feel this uncontrollable urge that you just get super sad or you just feel like you want to cry. Well, they say that that's that weeping spirit letting you know, you know, uh, death or someone close to you is going to pass. And that's real prominent, you know, in Indian country. And and, uh, I know uh, some say, you know, also, you know, uh, there's other spirits out there that, you know, that they believe that, you know, kind of have that same kind of mentality or same kind of duties. You know, uh, I think uh, they talk about water babies, you know, that have that ability. You hear them cry or you hear them in the lakes Or the waters or the rivers. Like you hear faint. A lot of times. Especially here in Oklahoma. You'll hear a lot of stories about crybaby bridges. You know. And it kind of has the same kind of. Meaning. You know. You go across there. And you hear that baby cry. You know. That one. Kind of. Is a little bit more specific. You know. It's talking not only about someone that's going to pass but it might talk about maybe somebody that hasn't been born yet and so you know that's more specific Mm -hmm. you know those old timers that used to you know this is way before white doctors and all this you know are, are you had different kind of medicine people I don't care what tribe you belong to, they all had different uh, doctors, I guess you might say. You had one for the ground, you had one that you know took care of witching, you had one that took care of this and that. But one of the most prominent ones that you don't hear much about, especially too much here in Oklahoma, you might hear it mainly you know, maybe some of these other tribes, I don't know, but like, uh, what they call them, I guess they have a name for them, I think they call them like midwives or something like that, they help with the birth of children, and they had special medicines, you know, uh, they had a big belief that, you know, if a child passed, you know, passed away inside the stomach of the mother, you know, that was due to some kind of entity, you know, and, you know, some tribes, they even had stories of these weeping spirits coming to collect babies, you know, like that would cause, you know, uh, what do you call it? I just said it. I just forgot the name of it. You know, stillborn, mm-hmm. you know, where, where the lady loses the child. Like a miscarriage. Miscarriage, yeah. And so they had certain medicines that they would give to these women that were pregnant, you know, and, and during their term to drink and wash off with and, you know, especially uh, before and after the child was born, you know, like, you know, they're getting ready to have the baby, you know, those, those old ones would know exactly when it was time And they would give them that medicine, say, drink this, wash off with it. Not only will it help your body be strong and recoup better, but it's going to be good for that baby. Mm -hmm. You know, because that baby's going to be kind of left open, you know, for a little bit because, you know, it's newborn. And those negative things, they crave those new spirits. So they would use certain medicines. This is what I was told you know and again you know you used to hear a lot of stories like that in Creek and Seminole country you know about you know taking care of these new mothers you know that would you know have children and and I think it was you know I was told you know that you know this was you know a prominent practice you know even up to probably the 80s and now you don't very seldom hear that too much. I mean, I, I don't know. You might still, you know, in these smaller Creek and Seminole communities, but you know they used to, you know, take care of those kind of things. But you know, there was other entities that Muskogee Creeks would kind of consider weeping uh, spirits. You know, you'd be by a lake. Or, you know, they'd always tell you to be careful when you camp by a lake or a body of water because they say sometimes you might hear singing, a female singing or, you know, a faint cry. And then you kind of go into a trance and they say they call you to the water and you just go in and you walk in and you don't walk out. Mm you know, and these spirits would draw you into the water, these are different than the water monsters, these are unholy spirits, and they were there to collect souls, Uh, I've heard these stories, you know, again, you know, a couple years back, I heard stories about that down in uh, Tenkiller, and you know, down in those areas, in Cherokee country, and Choctaw country, and, you know, some of these other places, you know, where they have big bodies of water, you know, and, and they would say, you know, these things would call people into the water, and, uh, anyway, they say, you know, of course, this usually was at nighttime, and, uh, they would always say, you know, that's when it's at its most powerful time after midnight. And so, you know, they used to say, if you ever camp by, you know, water, you know, most Indians would always have offerings to the water and to the spirits. So, because of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, again, you know, some looked at them as, uh, how you said, like I said before, like, uh, uh, announcing, you know, someone's going to pass, you know, so, you know, there was different, uh, different uh, types of those weeping spirits, but, you know, if you think about it, you know, I think they were named justly, because, you know, either they're going to make you cry, you know, because of yourself, or because of a loved one that's going to, you know, be no more, you know, so... You know, they had, you know, several stories like that. They would also say, you know, if you were in the woods, you know, and, you know, again, you didn't take care of yourself, you know, out there, you know, sometimes you might see this woman, you know, walking in the woods. And again, you know, for some reason, you know, you follow. And they say when you follow, follow them you lose all track of time you might end up 10 20 miles away from your last destination you know or you might be out there for days and then finally you come 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 to you know they say it's one of those weeping spirits it's it's playing with you you know it took off with you And, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't come back when you encounter those things, you know. So to me, you know, again, these are are very complex spirits, you know, and uh, this is something, this is one of those spirits that, you know, you don't really hear too much about anymore, you know, and especially when it comes to uh, these, how you say it, uh, Expecting mothers, Mm -hmm. you know, long time ago, you know, it wasn't just a creek thing, but, you know, a lot of tribes, they practiced that, you know, they wanted to guard those new lives. Mm. And, you know, I don't know, maybe there are some tribes that still practice that pretty regularly. I don't know, but, you know, those were, you know, very common stories that you would hear, you know, in the 60s and 70s, you know, and somewhat even in the 80s, but... Now, I mean, I haven't heard one in quite some time mm. uh, other than the ones that you hear across the waters, you know, across the waters. You know, uh, I, I always mention the Irish people, but, you know, they're again, you know, they're like Muskogee people because we had a relationship with them and they have these entities that they call banshees. I might be pronouncing it wrong. But uh, anyway, um, it's also a woman that cries. You know, they'll hear, hear them when someone's sick. If they hear it, they try to run it off. You know, they try to uh, do certain things to, you know, get it to go away because basically it's calling that sick one, you know, to, to the other side. You know, uh, they have several different stories, several different versions of these Banshees. You got the Filipinos that got stories about these, uh, they're kind of like vampire entities, but they're like a weeping woman. And why why I say they're like vampires is because they go after these uh pregnant ladies and you know they have their own ways of <clears throat> i don't know i guess how you say preventing them from coming in and you know again you know i know that's that's probably a scary you know situation you know whether you're gonna be able to carry that child full term and sometimes with theirs their stories as soon as that baby's born it's in danger you know, for a certain amount of time. So there's certain things that they do. You know, you've got, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, you've got a spirit over there, and I want to say Egypt. It's either Egypt or Africa, wherever they got crocodiles. I think they both got crocodiles. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. But they have this <clears throat> this being over there, and it's uh, part crocodile, part woman. You know, mm-hmm. and they say you see it any pregnant lady that sees it, you know, they're going to lose their child, Mm. you know, and, you know, again, you know, they say, you know, this thing cries, you know, to make them look at it, and if they look at it, they're going to lose that child, you know, so you got, you know, spirits like that through all out, through many different nations, you know, outside of the Americas, you know. You also have, uh, uh, the Russians have one too, uh, and it it's kind of like when you see it, you know, like the one I told you, you know, you kind of lose track of time. It kind of takes off with you, and uh, it uh, basically eats you, you mm-hmm. know, man or woman, you know, you see it, it's going to put you in a trance, and then they find you outside, you know yeah so you know they have those stories like during their winter times and then you travel in their mountains Mm -hmm. they talk about those kind of spirits or they'll say you know if you have abandoned homes you know those things uh how you say set up camp in those abandoned places so you have to be careful you know going into those places you know the hispanic people they have one that's similar. I know uh, Yehola mentioned it before recording. Um, uh, and I might pronounce it wrong, so I apologize. Laura Lorona, Rona,
1: v- God I can't say it either now. La La Lawyer,
3: anyways. Well, <misunderlaughs> o- yeah, like Russell be saying, la you know?
0: Loyona, Lorona, Lorona. That's what, it, yeah, yeah, however, La-feed- yeah, if we're saying it wrong correct us.
3: story behind this one you know uh you know it goes way back you know a lot of them think it's kind of like current you know but you know it's actually that story even has a different name from its original creation but i guess uh my understanding is from the 1900s it's kind of changed to that name the story is still the same you know she married a Man, and you know, everything was good, you know, and then uh, I guess he got interested in another one and uh, he ran off. And so she got mad, and you know, she had kids, so to get back at him, you know, she drowned her own kids to hurt him, and then she died. And God cursed her to roam this earth, and you know, the Spanish people. You know, it's not just here in Americas, but any of those Spanish speaking countries, they have this entity and it goes after children or or um, mothers. And so, you know, uh, they they always say that, you know, they tell this these stories to children to straighten up. But, you know, again, you go to some of these older Spanish speaking countries and they, you know, really believe in these spirits, you know, they got different medicines to kind of ward her off, and, you know, now you'll hear these stories in, you know, these bigger cities where you have a lot of Hispanic communities, but it's more updated version than the original version. If you hear the original version it's pretty scary you know because it has to do with uh, an actual entity that caused that lady to do that and you know of course she got cursed and you know she's here to roam you know forever and you know she takes children just to get back at you know the creator you know so you know you've got a lot of these kind of stories of these weeping spirits and uh you know you also have uh The uh, Alaskan people, you know, uh, they believe in mermaids, you know, and those are kind of the same kind of instances, you know, you have these females, you'll hear them crying and singing in the water and they'll take those sailors off, you know, and capsize their boats or just basically take all the people that's on that boat off,
1: you know, and Mm. In the, <laughs> north e- in the Northeast, don't they have a thing called a siren?
3: Yes, and I was getting ready to okay. t- talk about those, too. You know, even in uh, uh, Egyptian countries, you know, they have what he just called was a siren. You know, it was a female, and it has, a like, a loud cry. And this one, you know, it it's kind of a little bit different, but still yet, you know, if you hear that cry... They say you know pretty much you're either gonna get serious bad luck, or you're gonna die. Mm. So, hearing that big scream, you know, is is uh is uh very deadly, you know. But which I think is pretty cr- crazy though. You know, you get that word siren. That's what those were created from. Was those entities' name, and when they made that that uh device they called it the siren Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and but that's where that name came from supposedly you know again i'm not a historian or what you know so i'm not gonna say whether it's they're right or wrong i'm not here to offend no one but i still think that's pretty cool
1: yeah Yeah. you know that's we had talked before we started recording i'm like man i don't think i have anything you know when it comes to to sirens are you out here Tyler?
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, my boy's acting.
1: No, you're good. Slug Sorry, Help Bye. Um Tyler's exiting, stage left. <laughs> Bye, Tyler. Um No, but we had we had talked about uh, I know before we started recording. Uh, we had talked about, you know, I, I was like, man, I don't, can't really think of nothing. Well, then I, you started talking about the different things, and it dawned on me that I was sent a story about something like this. And we've read her stories before, but her name is Moni Leaf. She actually sent me a story on Halloween night, um, basically telling me a story basically that her grandson had seen something outside the window. And we wasn't really sure. You got scared, so she's like, right, "Calm down. Go back to your video. Hang out. You know, just we'll wait till your mom gets home. You know." Well, then he goes to bed, and she's like, "I'm gonna go outside and kind of hang out." And all of a sudden, uh, you know, she's gets she's on the phone with her with her sister, and she hears a scream from on top of the roof, and she's like, "What is that?" You know, trying to really think. Well, then she goes inside, six her dogs, and her dogs are, you know, running around the her property, and all of a sudden, both of them start yelping, and she goes and gets her gun. No, I no, she really does though. But uh, she goes and gets her gun, and, and and you know, really starts casing the place, started really looking around, and um, but that kind of you know, things like that, you know, we I don't you know, I just don't think of that. You know, another thing you mentioned too was. You know the warnings of you know family members passing here in the last year. I've you know here in the last I guess couple of years I've had family members pass. Well, here in the last six months I've had an aunt pass, great aunt pass, and she was real fond of uh, my dad and myself because because of our name, and she really loved my grandpa, which is her little brother, and she sent something. I think she sent something or, or that entity came and saw my dad. And it was walking, it was making noises on the roof. So, you know, I, I had I don't really think about, you know, I, I guess that's it's kind of a cool topic, kinda of out of out of nowhere, you know. You thinking about these things that come and see you and, you know, maybe let you know family members are passing or you know, or even if you know you, something's just there to to warn you. But yeah, that's that's interesting for sure. Especially the the banshee stuff and the sirens, you know, you always hear that in history. You know, I know the sirens. The guys would be at sea, and the mermaids too. That's kind of a uh, an England type thing. That's out of the UK. Like they have real big stories into that. You know, especially back in the dare I say, 1400s when they were you know still using ships like that. You know, they say that there's a lot of that stuff goes on in the Bermuda Triangle. They hear those those noises, and they always say, "Oh, they attribute it to whales." But not all, you know, but how these people ended up missing or, you know, or uh, a ship will be so far off course, it don't make no sense. So that's interesting. You know, the siren and the banshee thing kind of, you know, part of that weeping uh, spirits. Yeah.
3: Even in uh, South America, you know, like I was telling you before, you know, they have those things that kind of roam their woods or jungles i don't know what you you call them down there their forestry you know and they say you know looks like a woman in distress you know and when the guys go hunt for her you know they end up being either lost or never come back Mm. you know so there's a lot of entities out there like that you know that use that weeping woman type spirit to lure people off yeah and you know again hearing the cries alone you know is another tool you know to kind of draw people off you know and i think about that sometimes i know uh where i live i live out in the woods and uh well out in the country i guess i might say and uh just the other night, you know, uh, I was woken up at three thirty-three mm. in the morning and I heard something outside the house crying like a woman. I mean, it was real loud. And I woke up, you know, got up. I started waking everybody up. Saying, <laughs> and uh, everybody heard it. It, was a, it went off a second time. And then it did a third time and it stopped. And. But, you know, again, where, where I'm at, you know, it could be been anything. You yeah. know, it could be, you know, mountain lion or what they call big cat mm-hmm. you know, and um, <clears throat> or uh, what they call it, uh, bobcat or panther. Panther, yeah. yeah. And because uh, they say those things scream like women, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know, it could be something like that, but man, when I heard that, man, I automatically started texting everybody, calling everybody, you know, and waking everybody up, but, you know, um, you know, again, that, that's something, you know, kind of, where we at, where, we, where we're at, you know, it, it's happens, you know, every now and then, you know, not like every day, but, you know, I think it was like this time last year, I mm-hmm. heard stuff, but. You know, again, and even this time, whether it was or it wasn't, I did hear someone passing away. Mm. So again, I don't know. You know, was it was it, that was hey, is that coincidence? Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? Or 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 what? But still, yet, you know, I did hear someone passing away. So you know, again, I don't know. You know, I think that's pretty cool when you. Know things like yeah. that,
1: you know. Well, you know, and that's one thing. You know, I I don't think you know we didn't really touch on this, or I haven't. You know, we had I hadn't said anything, but sometimes that messenger is an owl. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's one thing that I, I've had so many family members and in, in just tell, just talking to them, telling they tell stories as they you know, like. They're saying basically they had an owl come see them, or an owl screech, or you know, it's it's an it's an off kind of scream, basically, you know we used to have my mom is like notoriously known for having birds show up at her, you know, or hummingbirds or, you know, uh, owls or, you know, she's even had crows or, you know, blackbirds, you know, do things to her. And just about every time it's been something, you know, you you know, somebody passed away or somebody's not right or, you know, ill, you know, sick. But that's one thing that, you know, I, People always are afraid of owls i I am personally i am very afraid of owls i have you know I know people with owl tattoos. I can't talk to those people very much <laughs> Freak me out you know yeah. but uh but that's one you know that's one thing sometimes i ha my dad had to he was explaining this to me and my grandpa also too as they say you know not every time an owl is a bad thing, it's a message you know, and that's kind of. You know, I know I laugh at res dogs when they blur the eyes out of the owl on on res dogs. and mm-hmm. I feel that way, you know, but sometimes it's just a message.
3: I just say they taste like chicken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm Damn, it be crazy to eat now. No, <laughs> no, but, you know, getting back to the topic at hand, you know, there's a lot of nationalities, you know, that have that, but also look at it as a negative thing. Uh, message Mm. you know i know like the australians even the hawaiians you know when they hear that they say that's bad luck Mm. you know or something's not right you know uh and you know of course they take care of things even um those maori people they have things like that too you know and and you know again with them you know it's a negative entity and so, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have different stories of these weeping spirits. Mm-hmm. When they, they hear these things cry, you know, they they do what they need to do to take care of those kind of things, you know. So, you know, I, I'm just fascinated with how many different cultures have this entity,
0: you know, yeah. or stuff. Not going to be... Babies crying too? Like yeah. out of the middle of nowhere? Yeah,
3: that's what I was talking about, mm. you know. Uh, Just weeping? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll they'll hear that. And I know like some tribes, when they say they hear that, that means, you know, somebody's going to, how do you say it, miscarriage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. And, and so, but, you know, here in Oklahoma, we got a lot of those crybaby bridges. Yeah, a lot of them. You know, so I don't know, you know, I don't know. If that's true or not, because, you know, you always hear so many stories like that.
1: You know, I I had, this is something, too, when you just said that, especially the (sighs) Crybaby Bridges. I have heard, you know, that Sasquatch does that. You know, I've heard that, that they do that cry. I don't know why, you know, but that Crybaby Bridge, you know, there's one in, uh, there's one, I want to say headed in Fort Gibson, right off the, uh... Right over there by the fort. Mm. Over there by that the river next to the fort. You know, I've I've been out there many a times and heard something out there kind of just cry around and it's not it's real faint. It's not real like loud. It's just just enough to where you're kind of like what is that, you know? But you know, there's also speaking of Fort Gibson, there's also, you know, I've been out there and you could hear screams of war of of, of past you know, reminding people of of the sadness that happened in that area. You know, I used to, like I said, I used to ghost hunt. I used to be all out, kind of all in that area. And, you know, we'd hear women crying often. I mean, all you could see, I mean, it's, it's flat land, it's hilly, but you can see all the way down, kind of up on a hill. And you hear women crying, you know, losing their husband, you know, or in the war back, you know, back, not in the war, but I guess in the war, but kind of, you know, in that that time period, Um, but you know that's just it's just so interesting. You know to to hear that. You know,
0: I've never heard a woman crying. Well, I've heard like scream a, a woman scream like really loud. That was in Pawnee, near the Roundhouse, way back towards the Catholic Bridge. I think it's what they call it. We heard like this woman scream twice. But one was farther away, and then one was like getting closer and then, like I asked about the baby because in the in Santa Fe, there's like a group of us in this house, and out in the nowhere I do the middle of nowhere, there was a baby crying, and I told this story before, but I'll tell it again here. I don't know if it kind of seems right, but uh that's the only time like I've really heard like something crying, which was a baby, and I think there's about five or six of us there. That window, window was open, but the mesh part was down. And then, I don't know, we're all just laughing, having a good time, and just talking or whatever. And all of a sudden, like, you could barely hear it, but it's like a baby crying. Hmm. And there's like a, it looked like, I guess a river used to go through there, but it was all dried up. And then on the other side of that was houses. So in the middle of that, there's nothing there. And there's babies, this baby's crying. And we always kind of look at each other, you know, what's you know, Oh my God, a baby's out there. And so mm. trying to debate on, should we go out there or is it something other that's trying to, you know, get us out there and do something. But we didn't know. And then you talk about messenger. I'm trying to think back if anything happened after hearing that, mm. like a passing away or maybe a miscarriage of some sort. I have to think back on it because this is all like new information for me, but I don't know. We, we, and then it stops and then it gets closer and we notice that it gets closer and we're kind of like, well, you know, a baby can't probably crawl that fast because it just sounds like, you know, it's not even one year old yet. You know, and then it doesn't know where it's going, but it's going like directly towards that window where that window is. And so somebody's like, man, we should go out there. We should go look. I'm like, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. We don't want to. I don't know. Should we call the cops and then have them go out there? But we just kind of sit there and it stops. Like five minutes go by and. We kind of forget about it. And right when we're about to forget about it, it's like right outside that window, like right underneath it. And it's so loud and it's crying. And then like somebody runs over the window and they shut it and they close the blinds and. And we can't hear it after the window shuts; it just stops, hmm. and we're all just looking at each other like it's behind the family housing, mm. and we're just kind of like sitting there, and like we can't believe it. It's just so weird to hear that, and then right, she, right as she closed the window, it stopped, hmm. and we're all like, "Should we go back?" <laughs> you know, because I used right. to go hunt when I was in high school or whatever, and you kind of get that urge, like, "Man, like we should go, we should go check it out," but that's not where I'm from. I don't know too much about that land. I don't know what used to be there. I don't know what that is. It could be a Panther or a mountain lion of some sort or something, you know? And Mm. I don't know, you know, it's, it's bad either way. You know, if it's a animal or if it's a spirit, who knows, you know, but I have to think about that. You know, if there was something, if it was some kind of message that was sent, Mm. I have to think back if, I had anybody pass away back then because that was around 2000, 2011 or 12, I think. Mm. Mm. So I have to think back.
1: You know, I'm just kind of thinking here, you know, like I said, that's one thing I, lo- I love about our podcast. You you say something, you say something. I'm like, Oh, okay. I got, you know, I think of something, but you know, out, out in Fort Gibson, I, as you're headed to Muskogee before you cross the river, there's a, uh, there's a power plant, OG and E big old power plant out there. Um, well, out, I'm not going to give the specific area, but there's baby graves out there, and they're marked, and the you know there's fences out there that you know you can go in, you can drive in, and you know how we even found these, uh, found out about this is someone was telling us that they were driving by and they were kind of you know out there messing around, you know, being young, and they heard some crying coming from kind of a it's real dark like you know you you'll miss it if you you go right by it, but basically the fence is open with. Not It's not mowed. The grass is just high. But if you take a car out there, you can kind of get in there, and it's just a, a long stretch of road that goes to these, you know, about 15 graves of these babies that died during, I guess, maybe 1800s tuber- uh, tuberculosis, I believe. Mm. And they were driving, and they rolled the windows down, and they heard a baby cry. And they're like, "What? what is that, you know? Well, they go and check it out. They, you can just drive right in there. They drive down in there and they park their car a certain way to get so they can get right out. And next you know they, you know they, kind of heard it was almost like a whimper. You know, like when a kid, you know, when a child's maybe uncomfortable and they're just kind, just kind of whimpering. And they looked around. They didn't hear, see, didn't see nothing, didn't hear nothing. They went out kind of in the graves. I was like, y'all crazy for this, going out in the graves and really looking. They didn't see nothing. It's just all these little, head, little headstones. And they go to start that car back up and that car won't start. It's like mm-hmm. c- 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 it's not even clicking over. They're freaking out, and you know they they heard. I think they heard one more whimper, and they got out of there. They finally got the start and got out of there. Well, my buddy had a jeep, and this this land is kind of marshy in certain aspects, and we went out there in his jeep. And he had a four wheel drive jeep, and you know we're out there and we don't hear nothing. But I, you know you kind of sit there and listen and try to figure out if you hear something. Uh, and we parked that same way they did and i'm sitting there in the in the car i'm like i'm like i ain't dealing with this you know i ain't doing this they were all outside i'm like I'm, i know i'm getting my spidey senses going and they uh you know they all get back in the car well as they shut the door i it looked as like a little hand print, or a hand kind of pressed against the he kind of had like a weird like uh not a plastic but it was kind of it wasn't it wasn't glass and it kind of looked like it pressed it in. Well, I didn't. I shined a light up there, and there was a little baby hand mm. on the on his upholstery. I guess it is because he had one of those, you know, like with those cars that have like the, you know, like the the pull down to where you can. Uh, I can't think of it. Not a sunroof. Convertible. Convertible. Yeah, mm. it was convertible Jeep, and it had like a little you know plastic outline to it where the windows are supposed to be. And I shined that light, and there was a little baby hand on there.
3: Mm.
1: Wow that's crazy I, see that's what I'm saying and we, we start talking I, I remember start remembering stuff
4: mm-hmm.
3: I was uh gonna tell this story um I had a a friend a long time ago and you know he uh he was telling me that uh, he was uh living up in Seattle Washington and um at this time uh you know he said uh he had this uh real cheap Cheap apartment. And uh, he said, uh, I remember him calling and telling me, you know, he seen this, uh, it was raining real hard that day. He had just got, got in from work and, you know, he was sitting on his couch and, you know, he had, you know, changed his clothes and was just sitting there, you know, relaxing and watching TV. And he said, he'd seen this woman from the rain come in through his door and it looked like she was wet and looked like she was carrying something and uh, she just looked real sad and uh, anyway uh, she said he he said she kind of moved to his one of his chairs and sat down and that that baby that she was holding wasn't moving it wasn't making any noise, and she just looked real sad. He said, the thing about this woman, though, she was transparent, mm. and you could see through her. You could see that chair and everything, so he knew that it wasn't a real person. One, she floated through the door. Two, you could see right through her. Man. And when she sat down, you know, she just sat there for a while, and, uh... He didn't know what to do, you know, and then he he kind of mustered up some courage and jumped up and you know told that lady to leave. This isn't her place. He wanted her to go, and she got up and she went back out through that door. She didn't open the door. She went through the door, and she was. He he called and told me that because he was kind of uh, shook up. And uh, he said, you know, what do you think about that? And I said, I don't know. I said, Seattle, Washington is, you know, known to have, you know, a lot of spirits, you know, all over the place. I said, maybe you're just in the wrong place, you know. And maybe you need to go home and see your folks. And, you know, maybe they can take care of that place for you. It wasn't too long after that, he died. You know, um, he was hit by a bus. And, uh, I was telling my mom about that, you know, I said, I just talked to him over the phone and I said, he had a strange story, you know, I told her what happened, you know, and she go. she told me, she said, well, you know, sometimes we have spirits like that that come and tell you, you know, it's going to be your time. And she said, maybe... That was what that thing was, and maybe you know, if he would have uh, went and talked to his folks, maybe, maybe or maybe not, you know, things could have been different. Mm. So, wow, you know, you know, there's there's stories wow. like that, you know, and, and like I said, you know, my mom, you know, again, you know, she's from Wetumpka, Oklahoma. Those creeks down there, that you know, they they have those kind of stories, mm-hmm. and you know. And that's when she told me about those those kind of spirits. And so, you know, I, I think about that, you know, and, and you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, I feel kind of at blame myself because, you know, maybe I should have said something to somebody or something. Because to me, that was a, a, how you say, a profound story, you know, not only for him, but when he was telling me about it, you know, I knew it troubled him. Mm. And at that time, I didn't know. So, man,
1: wow, <laughs> dang, God, yeah, I
3: know that's one of them right there. You know? <laughs> it's over, I got some gold. <laughs> it's time for me to go,
1: <laughs> you know. This, and you know, we we're, uh, we uh, like I so said, we're talking, we're talking about this. You know, I like I said, people send me stories all the time, and I, I talk back and forth with, with different people, and we'll try it again. But so Mr. Jonathan Blackbears, you know, we've been talking back and forth. So Mr. Jonathan Blackbear sent me a story, and this is kind of interesting, is basically they, they had spook trails out on, out on his family's property. Mm-hmm. And these trail cameras that they had, it was on a, v, on a VH video, like a VH, old cassette. And... You know they, they would always kind of look at him, and then he'd kind of replay it, and he said, "Hey, do you see that? Off in the far corner was a mist. You could see it on the camera. It was in like in a misty form. And every like when they see it, they see a little girl in an old school bonnet. Mm. And basically, she'd come up from the ground wearing that bonnet. Uh, and then when they showed her grandmother, it was or his great grandmother, I believe." Or no, it was just regular grandmother. Uh, basically, it was that it was a woman, because uh, I guess she had a stillborn child, hmm. and that's where they buried that child, and Whoa. that's where she goes to see it. I think is kind of what he mentioned. Um, but me, yeah, me and him talk back and forth. There's just another couple other stories he has, but that's just one that you know. As I'm sitting here thinking, we you know we talk about it, you know midwife. His great grandmother was a was a midwife for that community mm. of, out in Kenwood, and so you know that's. Uh, that's crazy, and you, you know, kind of to, to kind of go back to your story, though, Chris. You know, those those moments of or moments, but also to those stories, you know, you just never know when it comes to someone telling you a story like, hey, you know, I saw this, this and this, and, you know, and thinking back that, you, you know, it could be a message, you know, so that's I I I'm going to have to be thinking about that story that you told. Because that's one that's, it's not just a here, a level. It's like a here level. It's like deeper than just that. He saw a woman with a baby in his, you know, in his apartment. Mm-hmm. That's interesting,
3: though. Yep.
0: where How young were you when that happened?
3: I was probably about 22.
0: Oh, yeah. 21, somewhere around there.
3: So, you know, like I said, I, I was still learning. I'm mm-hmm. still learning today. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I still don't know a lot of stuff, you know, and you know. But that hit me pretty hard when my mom told me, you know, I should have done this. I should have done that, you know. But yeah, I didn't know, you know. Mm. And and so maybe, you know, that might help somebody out in the future. You know, they hear a story like that, maybe they can, you know, get the message across to that individual and might help them out. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now I know. You know, I didn't know that too, you know, it's just, uh, all we all, there's a lot of stuff like I know now that I feel like I should have known growing up in my twenties mm-hmm. and stuff, but can't change that. It's just yeah. like, gotta at least I know now. Yeah. Yeah. At least we know now. And like you said, it's information for somebody to help someone else down the line. I mean, that's all, that's what it is. You know, it's just relaying whatever it is we know now to just uh help some listeners out because uh i don't know that's great that's a crazy story having that message like that and that's why i said man this podcast makes me aware of a lot of things just daily daily I, i look at things differently i think about things differently things i used to be afraid of i really am not I guess I, I just know better now, you know, not to be afraid of them. And, you know, these things are real. You know, they're real and they're around. They roam. And all you can do is just be good. Be as good as a person as you can be, I guess.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, you always hear, you know, uh, stories of, of loved ones coming to get people to, you know, and I always think think about that too, you know. Like you'll hear someone saying, you know, their my uncle is sick in the hospital, but he saw his folks come visit mm-hmm. him, and them them been gone a long time. time ago. And so, you know, Indian folks know when they hear that 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 person's probably gonna. Pass on here real shortly, you mm-hmm. know, and and different signs like that, you know. So, you know, to me, you know, all that stuff is very interesting, and you know, again, you know, I think this younger generation, you know, if they haven't heard it, hopefully they'll hear it now, and may might be able to help somebody out. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that uh, I don't know if I send you these videos, but on TikTok, it's uh that. Lila Rona. I think that's how you say it. Lila Rona, I guess I was saying it. Lala Rona. If I'm saying it wrong both times, let me know. I don't mean to offend anybody, but, but there's like videos on TikTok where, uh, there's one that caught my eye. I think I sent it to you both, but Mm. it's this guy. I think it was a guy. He was walking home from work. I think middle of the night and then out in the distance. So there's this woman in a white dress, like crying. And he mm. had his phone. He took his phone out, I guess, and started recording. And it was near these houses or whatever. And um, he's speaking his language, and you can't really understand. You can't understand. I couldn't understand what he was saying, but we all know the you know the figure, the weeping. You know, we know what it is. And he's like has his phone on it, and he's kind of like he's shaking. He's freaking out. I might have sent it to you guys. I'm not sure if I haven't. I'll send it to you guys, but he starts like walking faster and faster and his phone's like all shaky. And it, he takes like the camera goes off of that woman for a second and she's gone. And then he's walking like into this other streetlight and she's there. Yeah. Like she's like right there in the streetlight and then he just starts running. And every time he hits a streetlight, man, his phone's like shaking and he's running and he's crying and he's huffing and puffing. And every streetlight he's at, man. It's like right there. Everyone, he goes to his house, finally he shuts the door, he gets in, he looks outside, and she's right outside in his yard, crying, mm. and then he starts praying, I think, and then he shuts the camera off.
1: Man. Yeah. Damn, don't no know what happened to him, man. God.
0: You know, I heard those stories of, you know, like,
3: those different Asian countries, you know, they got stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Similar, you know, a lot of times their story ends up, you know, by a whale or by a river, or, you know, by some, by the ocean. You know, some of those Asian countries they'll talk about, they'll see this woman weeping by the ocean. And with those guys, uh, they always have like a time limit. After you see it, it's like seven days. You're going to yeah. be gone. But when I think about that, when I heard those kind of stories, what is that one that they have... Um, It's a famous scary movie. Oh, The Ring? Is that what it's called? Yeah, (laughs) The Ring. Or Yeah, 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 The the Ring. ring. Yeah, and so I think about that when, you know, I heard about that movie and, you know, uh, think about those kind of stories. And, you know, again, they got, you know, spirits like that. Like in Japan, they have that uh, suicide forest. And, again, they got things that kind of Mm -hmm. roam around in those woods and then, you know, it's... Supposedly, get you so depressed, you you know you end up committing suicide. If yep. you're out there, a lot of people go out there to hunt, you know, ghost hunt, you know, try to talk to those spirits. But well,
1: who was it that who was it that went out there? Was it Jake Paul or Logan Paul that it was went one out of them? One of the Paul brothers went out there, and they actually you know they went out there and just joking around, messing around, and they came up on somebody who who had killed themselves. They had and, it on their video. On their video. And they posted and it. And they posted it on and YouTube. they got in a
0: lot of trouble for that.
1: Because mm. they were out in that forest, that suicide forest. But, yeah, I think they say that people kind of lose. They almost lose their mind a little bit out there because mm-hmm. they hear things whispering in their ear. and, But, you know, that, I remember
3: the numbers on that forest. You know, there's like thousands of people mm-hmm. do that a week over there in yeah. that forest. So, and and they say if you go there, you'll see all these tents, you know, where people kind of had their last meal and Ah. stuff, and, you know, then they kill themselves, whether they hang themselves or cut themselves or shoot
1: themselves. I said, man, that's crazy. And just imagine the the amount of energy that's there. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the the amount of bad, negative, depressing energy. You know, so many of those people have just gone, you know, and just did that to themselves. You know, it's like... I, I guarantee you there's something out there. As much energy as that's been given, you know?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Have we get seen that movie they made?
1: Oh, with, uh what's her name? Is it called The Forest? Yeah, it's The Forest. Yeah.
0: I, Have you seen it? I
3: haven't seen it.
0: Is it's it on a, Netflix or something? I don't know when it came out. I forgot, but who's that? Is it a famous
1: woman? There? Yeah, she's, I can't remember her name, but she's in a lot of, she was in Game of Thrones. She played, uh the redheaded not uh the older redhead i can't remember her name though but she was blonde headed in that and mm-hmm, she was blonde headed basically she her her uh her goal was to stop her sister from yeah do from it's
0: an american made uh i guess story for that suicide forest and it's called the forest it came out a while ago it was on, on netflix for a
1: long time but i want to say it might be might be hulu now i can't remember i i have not seen it since it came out but it's it's pretty spooky, I'll say that.
0: I'll check it out. I, I think that'd be pretty cool to watch. And then the actual La La Rona movie, have you seen that too?
3: Yeah, I've seen that. I, I was kind of disappointed in that, that one because I didn't think they gave it too much justice. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a good movie. I still watched it and still ate two buckets of popcorn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another one too is is Lights Out. Oh, yeah, lights oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that's another one that kind of deals with that kind of revenge spirit type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What was the story on that one? How come that happened? Do you remember?
1: Basically, I think that they opened up a portal or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I, can't, I, I haven't seen it since it came out. That's another one. Like I said, went to the movies and seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we
0: seen it in theaters, and dang, I was, like, jumping like every
1: time. Because just imagine you op- you turn it. like It's like if we turn this light off, and somebody's standing behind Charmin over Ooh. here.
3: If I remember correct, maybe I got you know. Sometimes I get movies kind of mixed up in my old head, and but in it where the mom had a friend that they went to a, like an asylum because she was wasn't right, and I guess that girl her friend burnt herself up. Oh, that was it. And they come back. Mm-hmm. That's, right. Yeah. that's right. that's right. And and, then, and something like the it was the mama's friend but mm-hmm. that friend didn't want the daughter or the son to be around her so it kinda got rough and mm-hmm. Yes. And then finally yep. finally the mom and that friend had it out.
1: Mm-hmm. I think.
3: Is that yeah, that's it? It. I think that, that is,
1: is it. it. Yeah. I was thinking it was a portal but no that's another one. Um uh, yeah that's it. Yeah that's
3: it. So
1: I don't know. I
0: have to watch it again but that's it. Yeah. Is
1: that on that I, don't think I have so. no idea. I haven't seen. Like I, said, I haven't seen it anywhere. I'd watch it again if I seen it. That's Damn. a great movie. I it's freaky. Mm-hmm. I have to go home and see if I can find
0: those.
1: What Was that other one called Forest? The, the forest.
3: forest. Yeah. yeah. Right, I'll well, they
1: that. did. A, they did a documentary on it too. It's and it's on Hulu, I believe, about that forest. And you know, the the officials. You know, here comes my conspiracy. I put my conspiracy hat on. They say that this, the officials say that the number is not as big as it is. But they're finding people out there all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You know, that's
3: regardless of the numbers, when you still finding people pretty frequently. Yeah. Something's got to be out there. Exactly. Yeah. Something's got to be causing people to go out there and do that. You know, I know. uh, I know suicide is looked at differently from different nations, but still yet. I mean, I still think that's kind of. I don't know. That's. Wild out there
1: But yeah You know That's This topic You know I'm glad we kind of Kept it light You know Sometimes This topic Talking about You know Sad And weeping You know It can be kind of Rough But you know I think with These spirits And these entities And you know Even you know It could be A creature You know Like a flesh and blood Creature Creature or whatever You know Whatever it is That's You know That's bringing people out in. You know, it could be mermaid or, you know, like a banshee. You know, whatever it is, to me it's it's interesting to 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 dive into that because there's a lot of stories out there. And I know if you're listening to this, I know you got, I know you've heard something along the lines. Of you had a family member pass, or you know, or you heard something on top of your roof, or you heard something screaming out in the woods that didn't sound right. You know, it's just interesting to to, to hear. You know, especially you know, we start talking, we just start. Oh man, I remember this. Baby Graves, you know, or, you know, I remember this over here at Pawnee behind, you know, behind the family housing. It's like, it's crazy. It's just crazy to to to, to talk about that.
0: You talk about mermaids. Have you seen that guy on TikTok that he works, I guess, in an oil rig or something? He works on a ship. He might be a fisherman. But he got banned, actually, from TikTok because he was posting. Um, he said there were mermaids singing out in the ocean when he was on the ship. Man. And they were like singing, and he would—they were—they would follow the ship, and then they would be on the side of the ship, and he would try to catch them, like on his phone. But they would be gone every time he would try to catch them on his phone. But he was like, and every day he was posting these at night, and then they would be singing, and they would be laughing, and they would be crying and stuff out in the ocean, mm, and then man. he was saying like, these are mermaids. He's like, and they're. He's like, I he's like, I don't know what they're doing. He's like, I guess they're trying to might be luring us or they're trying to get us to go with them or something. And all of a sudden, his his account got banned. Man. So he's like, no, he's no longer on TikTok. And that's like, you could probably find videos on TikTok, but I think they take them down as soon as you find them, or they might be on YouTube. But I don't know what you would type in, like, guy records mermaids or something. But yeah, you can hear him like on your if you put headphones on, you could hear the singing kind of like way out, but it's clearly like, like humming and harmonizing and it's a woman. It's crazy.
1: Dang. That's crazy. But if I
0: find them, I'll I'll send them to you guys.
1: But you know, that's one thing too, that um, I had mentioned briefly, you know, the Bermuda triangle that's known for that stuff. You know, the singing, the screaming out in the middle of the ocean, you know, or people getting lost, you know, and that's one thing that I was kind of wonder, or like even the Mariana Trench. They talk about there's possibly mermaids out there, because I had seen a video here recently. I think you had sent it to me actually, where the guy was uh, he was like in the deepest part of that. I think it was the Mariana Trench or somewhere where he was deep down in the ocean, and he's sitting there videoing himself and he's talking, and all of a sudden you see a webbed hand Mm. hit right behind him, and you can see the arm. I think you might have sent it to me, Mm -hmm. but you know that's just interesting to me. You know what we don't know what's out here. We really truly don't. And you know, you may believe it, you may not believe it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's something out there you can't that we can't explain. Yeah,
0: there's another one. It's it was debunked, but it was really cool. You guys might have seen it, but I think it was uh, these two guys. They got in this like mini submarine. They went deep down into the ocean, and it was um, just these two guys in there, and they had a camera on them, and it was real quiet, and it's dark. The only lights is their lights, like outside of their submarine and then they're talking about mermaids and then they're getting in this deep discussion about it and all of a sudden like you can see this transparent thing swimming towards their submarine and it puts both hands on the glass and it looks at them and it like it shoots off it looks so real like everybody was like freaking out because they're like here's our first look at like mermaids and they're real and it looked the way they made it look was real because it wasn't so humanoid but it was still like you can It had the the fish tail mm-hmm. and it was like bony and i mean it looked so it looked crazy it looked crazy enough to be real and it hit the glass it looked at him and it shot off and then like everybody was like sharing it from youtube and going crazy on facebook and then like two weeks later like oh it's for a show on discovery <laughs> dang i was everybody was mad dude everybody's so mad they're like why would you do that you know but it's you know tv shows they gotta draw you in to watch it or whatever Mm -hmm. so but that released on discovery or whatever and people still watched it because they they said like will we have
3: real proof
0: you gotta tune in so oh my god yeah but i mean that was so that was i mean i thought it was real it was very good production so i was like I'm always in the cryptids. I'm always in the cryptozoology. I'm always in these things that we don't know about. So just seeing that was like seeing a giant squid for the first time. Yeah. Mm. I was like, Oh man, this is because you always heard about it. You know, mm. there's, there are squids out there that are huge and they fight whales. And the only proof they had was like whales would wash up and you'd see the scars on them from all the past battles that they had with giant squids. And then when they actually got footage of a giant squid, on a hook line, I think, or a bait line, or something, and it was eating. It was like this thing's like 40, 50 feet long. So it was like, oh my god!
1: Dang! I saw a video one time of they had like the it was it was night vision camera, and they just seen this object. It was like a it almost looked like a torpedo, but it was real big. And all of a sudden, it just opens up, and it's one of those squids. Dang! I guess it was coming to that that whatever that thing that he was in. But it was it might have been submarine. But yeah, it looked and then all of a sudden you see it just kind of spread out. I don't know. That's, I know it's off topic but it's kind of crazy to, mm-hmm. to think that those things are out there. I guess really it's not because, you know, I I believe in all this stuff. You know, I, people say, oh, you know, you don't have no proof or you don't, you know, you don't know that there's, you know, a woman in white or someone out there yelling in the woods or, you know, or, you know, like you said, weeping spirits. I 100% believe in it because, at some point, science and and folklore are gonna meet, are gonna come together. At some point, and there's things out here we can't explain, but I believe them. You know, just yeah. crazy as it sounds.
3: You know, uh, one one thing I was gonna tell a couple of stories. Um, you know, again, to me, it kind of fa- falls in the same genre as these weeping spirits you know you always hear these stories of you know somebody picking up a hitchhiker you know she's a old, young bride. i think there's one uh in colorado you know famous road that you know you see this woman in white she's walking yeah. on the side of the road you pick her up and you know she tells you the sad story and you go give her a ride and she uh gives you address to her her mom's house and then come find out, you know, you get there and, and uh, you know, a guy gets out and, you know, goes up to the door to let them know that, you know, got their daughter here. And of course, they tell them, you know, hey, my daughter's been gone for, you know, 10 years. I don't know, trying to be funny guy or what. Mm-hmm. You know, get out of here. You all hear stories like mm-hmm. that, yep. you know. and Or the ones I think is super cool is that, you know somebody again picks up a hitchhiker and that asks for a ride home and you know of course the individual is taking them to their home and they pull up they get out to open the door and she's gone yeah you know and this individual's giving her or giving her his coat you know to be warm and and uh, he goes up to the door again and you know, they say, well, my daughter's been gone, you know, you don't believe me, go to the cemetery, you know, her grave's over there, and he mm-hmm. goes over there, and there's his coat on that tombstone, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, stories like that, you know, are pretty mind-blowing, you mm-hmm. know, and whether they're real or not, I don't know, you know, I, I know I've heard stories similar to that, you know, and, I just think those are, are just amazing stories to Mm -hmm. hear, hear those, you know, again, it's a, it's a maiden, you know, a need, you know, and and someone's trying to help them out, you know, and then come find out they're not even alive. Mm -hmm. they're gone. Yep. So there's a, there's a lot of stories like that. So I think there's
1: even one out in Eufaula. I think I've heard a few of those. I'll have to start asking around, but man, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Just to you know, pick someone up and you're like, oh, you know. You see your your coat on the gravestone? No. Nah. Yeah, I'd
3: leave that coat there.
1: Mama. Yeah, I would too, no doubt. I don't want no dead juices on. No, God. God. Man. I know, I know, I know firsthand on that. No, God. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm referencing a story I told at Old Muggy about me sleeping in a dead man's bed in the same bed, probably the same sheets. Disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't even tell you. <laughs> Dang,
3: it. Dang it. But yeah, you hear a a lot of stories like that. I just think those are phenomenal stories that you'll hear all all around, you know, even from non natives you'll hear stories like that, you know, and or you'll hear, you know, uh, you'll see. I know they had one, I forget, in Nebraska about the Pawnees. There's a female spirit in that. What was that Canyon Cold over there?
0: Oh, we just talked about it. I forgot, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway,
3: uh, make a long story short, you know, they see uh, a female Pawnee, uh, and she's weeping, you know, real heavy. And uh you know a lot of people seen her, you know there's a lot of stories about that, you know again, you know that's a real area that was a real battlefield, mm. you know those things really happened there, you know, so again, you know, I can't help but
0: believe
3: you know stories like that,
0: yeah, most definitely, best I believe in Hola.
1: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Don't stop believing. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Bad boy. No, I'm just playing. Anyways,
0: yeah. So I'll probably cut it right here. Um, uh, if you guys want to plug up where to follow, it. I mean, I'll I'll do Tyler first. Uh, <laughs> follow him at Skoden Cinema and Pump Action Podcast on Instagram. Skoden Cinema is on Facebook as well. And pump, Act, pump action podcast is linked with his Scoden Cinema podcast, so it's all in the same uh, umbrella, I guess. So check them out, Scoden Cinema on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Yehola Tiger, um, on TikTok, One Man Band Nine One Eight. Um, as I said on the the last episode or the last episode um i started a podcast myself war cry podcast episode 2 it uh, will be out um on sunday um actually i believe yeah it'll be sunday uh, the following sunday um that one's going to be bigfoot in, in medicine um will be out too but the next episode uh you know we'll be we'll be talking about uh, some true crime uh on the the this next coming episode but go go uh, go follow that on Spotify, Apple um and then also YouTube as well. And then also too I want to plug my, my Uncle John. He's going to be um he's going to be over at Ufall Canadian Tribal Town December 10th. Um they're having their native art art show on that day. Um go go check them out. Go check out all the artists uh, at the the event center over there in downtown.
3: Again, uh, you can find me at Christopher Honka Hill on Instagram and TikTok. I think I'm going to start me a podcast, but I'm going to call on Bigfoot Killer. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or I discuss all the pizza joints in Indian country. No, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> uh,
0: Check me out at rustamus 49 on Instagram, at Okie Podcasts. Um Check out Unsolved Mysteries at the Reservation on Instagram as well. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Hit the, no, hit the bell notification to get our notifications when we drop an episode every other Friday. Uh, our videos are on Spotify as well, along with our episodes. So check us out on Spotify. We're available everywhere. Apple as well and Stitcher and um, Google Podcasts everywhere. Um, oh, and on TikTok, at Reservation underscore Mysteries. So... Stay spooky, everybody.